awesome today just to be in the presence of the Lord. Appreciate our worship team, and I should say teams. There's many that serve, and they're diligent and show up here every week and practice really hard, put in lots of hours and time and energy, and then they come and lead us, and we're so blessed. Amen. We are just really blessed. Well, I want to begin a little mini-series here for the next couple of weeks, and I, I, I want to talk about the priority and um, the power of praise. And I've entitled this series, Make Some Noise. Everybody say, make some noise. This comes from that verse of scripture found in Psalms 100 verse 1, where it says, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. God wants us to be noisy people. He wants us to be a praising people. And I want to talk about this. I want to talk about being, praise, being a praise-filled person. And this is actually kind of where Daniel left off last week in his, in his sermon on the sweet spot. How many appreciated that message last week? And Daniel gave us, a, really it was kind of a very prophetic, uh, you know, very prophetic word for our time and our season and uh, he ended in that area of worship unto God, and, and that is just a few days before that. That's where the Lord, I felt like he just dropped in my heart, you know, that kind of a direction about, about praise. And so I want to I wanna deal with this today. I want to talk today about this idea of making praise a priority in our life and, uh, and establishing it in our daily walk. And uh, I'm, I've entitled this message today, The Garment of Praise. And it's found, this idea that I want to talk about is found in Isaiah chapter 61. So if you have your Bibles, you may want to turn there, and uh, it will come up on the screen. So Pamela, go ahead. I don't have it here down here for me, so if you go ahead and just bring it up, I'm going to read through it. It says, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them, actually, would you read this with me? To give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. And they shall rebuild the old ruins. Let's read it together. And they shall rebuild the old ruins. They shall raise up the former desolations. And they shall repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. Pamela, if you'd go back to the previous screen, I just want them to see this one more time. He said that the, the anointing of the Holy Spirit is upon me to give to them the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And I want to talk about that today. I want to talk about this idea of praise. So, Father, we invite you now, Holy Spirit, to come 
and to have your way. And that there would be a fresh anointing on our hearts in this area today. In Jesus' name, God, let your grace be in this room to hear and to receive the word. Every one of us, me included, me most of all, I pray in Jesus' name. And everybody says, amen. Turn to somebody and say, it's going to get noisy in here today. No, I don't know. I love uh, this passage in Isaiah chapter 61. It's, it's a description of Jesus' ministry as one of an anointing and an appointing. He was anointed of the Holy Spirit to set the captive free. And then it says he appointed or he destined them to a completely and transformed life. A life that has not just been set free from the bondage of sin, but a life that is destined to a complete transformation. He said, I will give them beauty for their ashes. I will give them joy for their sorrow. And for their heaviness, their despairing, their discouragement, for their give up, I will give them praise. And as a result of all of that, he said, they're going to turn the world upside down. The places of desolation, the places of brokenness, the places of hopelessness are going to be completely transformed. Not only because I set them free, but I transformed them. And I'm going to give them a spirit of praise to replace the spirit of heaviness. God wants us to be a praising people. The garment of praise is essential to living and leading a victorious and overcoming life. What is praise? Praise is the expression of honor and glory to God. Now, it's important that we understand this. Praise from us is our activity of honor toward God. Praise is unto God, but really praise is for me. Because when I praise God, what happens is it does something on the inside of me. It does something in my heart. It, it opens me to the revelation of God. It takes me into a deeper experience with God. This is what David said in Psalms 22, verse 3. He says, but you are, yeah, verse 20, chapter 22, verse 3, but you are wholly enthroned in the praises of Israel. Leave that scripture there just for a moment. That word enthroned means that God inhabits your praise, or literally the Hebrew word is he sets, he make, he sets on our praise. So that every time I set myself out to praise the Lord, to honor God, to express my honor to God and extol the Lord and exalt the Lord, God's word says that Jesus comes and he makes his throne on our praises. The Lord shows up in my praise. His presence is there, so every time I praise the Lord, it not only takes me into deeper fellowship with Him, but it opens me up where I have invited the presence and the power of God to be manifest in my life. That's why even when you do have a problem, 
and a darkness and a difficulty, if you will choose to praise the Lord, you bring, you usher in the presence of God over that situation. Amen. Isn't that good? Come on, make some noise. Amen. So, I want to talk about this today. I want to talk about this idea of praise. Since, since praise is the pathway to God's presence, and because it opens to us the experience of His power in our lives, it really is essential that we make praise a daily practice, a habit, come on, a habit in our life. So I want to talk about this today. I want to talk about this idea of living a life of praise. To live a life of praise, first of all, we need to put on the robe of praise. We need to dress in the robe of praise. Put it on. Bible says, he said, he will give to us the garment of praise. Here's what we know about the garment of praise. The garment of praise is God's covering for us in every circumstance that we go through. God has given us a covering when we're going through whatever circumstance, whatever issue we're going through in our life, God has given us the covering of praise to, to envelop us, to wrap us up in it, so that even though we're going through the difficulty and through the problem, we have a covering over our spirit and over our heart and over our mind and over our emotions. And it's the covering of praise. Just like we live here in Butte, Montana, next to the North Pole. And here in a little while, we're going, to, we're going to put on heavier clothing. We're going to put on heavier coats. Why are we doing that? To protect us from what's coming. This is what praise is. God says, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the garment of praise as a covering over your life. Because praise doesn't, listen, we can't keep ourselves out of problem just like we can't keep winter from coming. It's coming, whether you, I mean, I know it's nice today, but it's on its way. And when it comes, it comes with a vengeance. And it doesn't leave. And you need some garments on. You need some protection. You need something that's going to get you from here to there, right? Well, God has provided for us a covering, and that covering is praise. It's what protects you. It's what keeps you going when Things are very difficult in your life. Remember that scripture found in Isaiah 26, verse 3. It says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. A stayed mind is someone who stays in that place of an attitude of praise. And because they're in that place of praise and they keep their mind and their heart they keep covered in that praise they can get through any hardship in their life in fact they are covered up with the peace of God we praise the Lord not because everything's going good we praise the Lord to keep us going through and even everything is bad and how many of you know there's a lot of bad going on 
Instead of complaining our way through, we should be praising our way through. He said, I'm going to give you the garment of praise as a covering in every circumstance, but watch, this garment of praise is also our choice to put on. God gives it to us. It's his gift to us, but he doesn't put it on us. He gave it to us. Now the question is, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to exercise the power that you have within you to trust God, believe his word, to believe who he is and praise him anyway? Or are you going to allow the things around you to so discourage you and so depress you that you're not running to God in praise, but you're running away from him? The choice is yours and mine. The garment of praise is our covering to get us through, but we have to choose to put it on. You have to choose it. David said in Psalms 34, verse 1, he said, I, watch this, I will praise the Lord no matter what happens. That's a choice. Well, you don't know what's happening in my life. It's probably the same stuff that's happening in my life. All of us. And you have to make a choice. David said, no matter what's going on, I'm going to praise the Lord. He said, I will praise the Lord no matter what happens. I will constantly speak of the glories, of his glories and grace. Look at those words. I will. I will. I make a choice to rejoice no matter what. Amen. You, you possess the power to choose praise. Listen, we can't always change our circumstances. Don't you wish you could? Just wring the neck of that circumstance. You can't change your circumstance, but you can change your attitude about it to one of praise. Come on, can I get a good amen? How many of us how many of you are like me who have clothes in your closet or in your drawer and you're thinking, I'm not going to throw that away. I'm not going to get rid of it because I am going to wear it. But every time you choose to wear something, you go right past that same piece of garment and you put on that same old stuff. Come on, anybody know what I'm talking about? So you keep it, you're, you're probably like, that's after, that's my New Year's outfit when I, when I trim things down. And you never get around to it. Come on. How many for us is praise that I'm going to get around to that? I'm going to put that on at some point, but I, I'm just really in a, you know, a hard place, a difficult place, and I'm, I'm just going to kind of sit back, and I'm not going to go after it. That's what... Some of us are doing with the garment of praise. We're not making the choice to put it on. And he said, you, you have to put it on. Amen. Here's another thing about the garment of praise. The garment of praise is the cure. It is the cure for a broken heart and a broken spirit. I love what the Lord said here. He said through prophet Isaiah, he said, I will give them a garment of praise for the spirit of what? 
heaviness. Other translations define that as despair, a faint spirit, or a broken heart. Everybody in this room experiences that difficulty in their life on any given day, any given week, any given season in our life. We experience brokenness and hurt and offense and, you know, just things in our marriage, things in our children, things in our life, things in our world that affect us. And, and sometimes we don't even know what's wrong, but there's a, there's a spirit of heaviness. There's demonic oppression that's been loosed on the earth. And Satan is not going to give up. In fact, he knows his time is short, so he's going to try to make hell here on earth. There is a literal place, but he wants to bring hell here on earth in your life. So how are we going to do it? Are we going to stay sad and sorrowful and sour in our spirit? The Lord said, I'm giving you a garment not only to cover you in your problems, I'm giving you a garment that you have to choose to put on, but I'm giving you something that when you put it on, it'll cure you. You'll experience a revival in your spirit. Something will shift in your soul. If you will praise the Lord. If you'll make some noise in your life, in your house, in your private place with God, or even when you come to church. Amen. Things will begin to shift in your soul from a sour and a dour place to a place of, of just believing God and, and everything around you still may be crumbling and falling apart, but you know that you're standing on solid ground. Amen. This happened to David. I was reading the story the other day where David lost his kingdom. David made some poor choices. He he, he made some bad decisions in his life, and it came back to haunt him later, and his son Absalom, and his son Absalom conspired to overthrow his kingdom and came in to take over the city of Jerusalem, and the Bible said that David left. He fled the city in mourning clothes, and the Bible said he climbed up, or he walked up the side of the Mount of Olives, and he was weeping as he went up. But when he went up to the top of the mountain, as his city is falling apart, as his family is broken, as his own son is against him, I, you can imagine the heartbreak, the despair, the brokenness that he's feeling. Not just because of what his son is doing, but because of how he, in some way, brought some of that on himself. But the Bible said when he reached the top of the Mount of Olives, he went up weeping. But when he got there, he worshipped God. And he set his heart to look to God and not to the problem. And to focus on God and not the situation in his life. The brokenness and the pain that he was feeling. And he wrote, we know that he wrote Psalms 3 out of that experience. And in Psalms 3, verses 3 and 4, he says these words. He said, oh God, you are a shield around me. You're my glory and the one who lifts up my head. Next verse. I cried to the Lord with my voice, and he heard me from his holy hill. David said, I, went up, I came up here sad and sorrowful and broken. But when I met you, when I came here, I met with God. I worshiped God, and you've lifted my head up. I'm not going to walk around in shame. I'm not going to walk around in defeat. You are the lifter up of my head. Hallelujah. 
I'm just saying to you that praise is medicinal. It heals. It heals the soul. It heals the mind. Amen. One other thing about this garment of praise that we need to know, the garment of praise is also our calling in life. God wants us to walk around this world with the garment of praise in clear display. He don't need you trying to correct the world and tell the world how bad they are. He needs you to just shine a light of praise, to be joyful, to be happy, to believe God in all things. Come on. Peter said, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, but you are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation, His own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. That's our calling. Our calling is to be people enveloped with praise. And everywhere we go, we proclaim the praises of Him who completely transformed our life. Remember what we read in Isaiah 61, verse 4? He said, and they're going to go out and they're going to, they're going to turn around the desolation, the places of desolation and the broken places and the places that are hurting because they have a spirit of praise. Hallelujah. This is our calling. This is why Paul wrote to the Philippian church. He said, rejoice in the Lord. And I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all. The Lord is at hand. Make the Lord at hand everywhere you go by being a person of joy and praise and thanksgiving. Come on now. Let's make some noise. Let's make some noise around here. God is raising up a praise-filled generation of people in these days in which we live. Amen. So, if we're going to make this a, a part of our everyday, a habit in our life, we need to put on the robe of praise. We need to dress in the robe of praise every day. Don't go past this piece of garment. Amen. Don't worry about your weight. Just throw it on. Tuck it in. But number two, I only have two points, but I got tons of subpoints. Number two, we need to develop a routine of praise. This is where we got to get really practical about praise. Psalm 145, verse 2 says, Every day I will bless you and I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day. I don't have it up there, but there's another verse in Psalm 119 that says, seven times a day, I will praise your name. Wouldn't that be interesting if all of us with our iWatches and our iPhones and everything, if we put an alarm seven times a day on our, on our phone and it went off? Wait a minute. Stop everything. Hold the press. You're in a conversation and it goes off. I got to praise the Lord just for a minute. Pardon me. While I praise the Lord. Wouldn't that be awesome? 
Do that and tell me how that goes. Seven times, he said. In other words, I don't know if there's a magical number. We know seven is a biblical number, and I don't, I don't know if he was just kind of just in his own way saying, I am going to exhaust praise. I'm going to be a person of praise. Or if he was literally saying, I take seven times every day in the course of my day to praise the Lord. But listen, you don't get to that place, whether it's continual or literally seven times, without developing a habit. A routine in your life that you purpose to be a man and a woman of praise. We got to get really practical. I know, like when you use the word routine in Christianity or in religion, people automatically shut down. Routine, that's what's boring. Routine doesn't sound very spiritual, but actually, it's one of the most spiritual things that you can do is to develop routines in your life one of the most here's here's what most of not i shouldn't say that many christians today do not have routine in their life they live a reactive life instead of a proactive life they don't have routine established in their life they just kind of fly by the seat of their britches and you know and, and and life happens to them they don't set the agenda of their life a lot a, a lot of us uh, children of god don't set the agenda for our life and so when life happens it rocks us back and forth up and down in and out we're like the wave of the sea tossed this is why we're you know we we say we say read your bible every day take time to be with jesus open up your word and just pour into the word of god and take time to spend quality time in prayer to the lord and talk to jesus and lay out you know lay out all your burdens and just love the lord spend time in his presence or join a fellowship join a church be, become a part of a small group all of these things are routines to develop your spiritual walk with god not to bore it amen But when we don't establish these things, and praise is one of those things, being a person who establishes a routine of praising God every day of your life, when life happens, and it's going to happen, you've already postured yourself. You're proactive. You're ready. You don't like it, but you're ready. And it may just kind of startle you but wait a minute i've already established myself i know who i am i know whose i am and you're ready you're ready so praise needs to become a routine in our life if we want to change if you want to change in your life on any anybody here want to change in any way in your life then we got to establish routine in our life because change is an inside job, not an outside willpower. You know that every time I decide, I'm never going to do that again. That, that becomes more powerful. Because that's my focus. I will never do that. What are you never going to do? That. What are we talking about? That. Instead of this, him. I'm focused on that. Willpower can't change you. Change is an inside-out job. The Word of God, prayer, fellowship, small group, serving, meditating, worshiping, praising. You work on it. 
from the inside works out through your life. Woo, come on now. We're making some noise here. Here, here's a daily praise routine. Are you ready for this? P-R-A-I-S-E. P, present your body a living sacrifice every day to God. At some point in your life, in your day, do what Paul said in Romans chapter 12, verse 1. He said, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. That phrase, reasonable service, the NIV translates it, this is your spiritual act of worship. Because of God's mercy to you, and how many are thankful for the mercy of God? You know what the mercy of God is? It was God being good to you, and you didn't deserve it. He saved your soul. He redeemed you. You just said, yes, Lord, and he, and he took care of the rest. Amen. And because of the mercies of God, he, because God has given you so much, and there is nothing that he would withhold from you in Christ. He said, based on the mercies of God, because he's been so giving to you, you give yourself back to God. You offer up your body's living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto God. This is your worship. This is your praise every day. At some point in your day, there's hardly a day that goes by that in some form or fashion, and I'm not I'm not saying do what I do, but there's hardly a day that goes by that I don't utter those words in some way or another. Lord, here I am. My, and not just my heart is yours. My whole being is yours. That means my heart, my soul, my body, my eyes. Oftentimes I'll say, Lord, I give my eyes to you to see you, to see what you're doing. And that they will be focused on you and not distracted by other things. I give my hands to you. I give my feet to you to walk in your way. My hands to serve you. And I, I'll say something like this. This is the activity of praise. This is setting the course of your day. Present your bodies a living sacrifice unto God. This is your worship. Praise God. Every day, in some way or other, present yourself to God. R, Daniel talked about this last week, raise your hands to the Lord. Psalm 63 verse 4 says, I will praise you as long as I live, and in your name I will lift up my hands. Can we do that one time right now together? Could you just lift up your hands? See, the world didn't cave in on you when you lifted up your hand. It's still functioning. Everything's still good. Amen. Amen. Oh, I don't do that sort of thing. Well, you should. It'd be good for you. The idea of this sign of lifting up of hands is very biblical. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary. You know where the sanctuary is now? You're the sanctuary of God. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary. Here it is, God. 
and bless the Lord. Paul said, I would that men and women everywhere would lift up holy hands without wrath and without doubting. Instead of fussing, surrender. Lift up your hands to God. Amen. Say, in church, at home too, in the garage, out there in the field. I bet Tim's raised his hand out there somewhere in the pasture. Sometimes you just got to lift up your hands. What is that? The lifting up of our hands is how we bless the Lord, right? And you know what blesses the Lord? We lift up our hands. Jeremiah said, in a state of brokenness, I lift my hands with my heart to God. Why, why did he do it at that time? Because he was so broken by the devastation. He's like, God, I need you. We need you. Sometimes when I lift my hands, I'm honoring God. Sometimes I'm reaching out like a little child. I want you to hold me. Sometimes I'm, God, I need to receive. Sometimes I'm surrendering. Surrendering. Raise your hands. Right there in the privacy of your own home. Present your body as the living sacrifice. and Lift up your hands. There's, there's something powerful about posture. You can pray laying down, standing up, sitting there, sipping on coffee. But sometimes you just got to break out and get postured in a place of praise. And it's not that the other wasn't praise. But sometimes when you're praying and you're worshiping God, you realize, Lord, I need you now more than I ever did. God, I just want to honor you. And you just bless the Lord. Amen. So present your every day. Develop a routine. Somehow, some way, where you present your whole being, your body, not just your heart. People say Christianity is an inside thing. It's just a personal thing. Tui. It's a public thing. You present your whole being to the Lord. Every part of you, not just your Sunday morning self either, your Monday morning self, and your Friday night self, the whole self. And you raise your hands to God. A, audibly express praise to God. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 15 says, Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. So the writer was saying, here's how, here's how we praise the Lord. Here's what I'm talking about. So you don't miss it. Open up your mouth and declare the goodness of God. Break the silence. Make some noise. Talk to the Lord. Listen, I know you talk to yourself. So why not talk to the Lord? Come on. Talk to him. Get alone with him and just talk to him. Talk right up. The Bible said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. 
and talk, open up your mouth and praise him and honor him and love him and, and just, just laud his greatness in your life. Talk to the Lord, amen. I love, you're going to, I don't have the scripture up there, but Psalms 41 verse 1 says, clap your hands. Come on, clap your hands. <laughs> Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Okay. <laughs> that was a woo. That's not a shout. No. Um, there you go. So, clap your hands. Shout. In Hebrew culture, oftentimes when they would strike a covenant, they would clap the hands. We live under a perpetual covenant of the blood of Jesus Christ. Every time we strike the hands, we're sealing the covenant of Jesus over our life, over our situation, over our city, over our church. We clap the hands. Plus, it's good for keeping time when it's, you know what I mean? Although some of us haven't learned our timing. I look at all the worship people around me, okay, what beat are they on? I'm just like, help me God not to throw them off. But he said, shout. He said, shout unto God with the voice of triumph. There have been times, I've shared this before, there have been times when I would come in here to pray. Sometimes I would come up on a Saturday afternoon and just pray through the sanctuary. There have been a few times when I've come in here and I felt a very, very oppressive spirit when I walked in the doors. And I know this is the church. How many of you know that the devil shows up to church? Amen. He, he do show up. And he did it when Jesus was here, and he's going to do it when you're here. Amen. And there have been times that I've walked in here and felt that oppressiveness. And actually, and this is the middle of the day. I kid you not, this is the middle of the day, right? So it's the sun is shining through the windows. It's not dark in here. I, I haven't looked under the chairs, but I don't think there's a boogeyman or anything like that. But I walked in here, and I felt a spirit. And I had anxiety or a fear that would come up against me. This has happened several times. And I just decided that I, I had to do battle. And I would just immediately break out in praise and begin to clap my hands to shift the atmosphere of the room. Because this is real stuff. There are principalities and powers in the atmosphere, in heavenly places of our living, in our homes. I'm not saying you have a godless home. No, it's because you are godly. There are things that come against you. And instead of cowering in fear and wondering what evil is, you know, how, how did this break into my home? Take authority over it. Clap your hands. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Amen. And you begin to... Shift things in the room. Things begin to happen. But we need to break the silence. Get audible. Make some noise. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And if that kid's been messing up and keeps messing up, when they go off to school, go in that room and just praise all over that place. Amen. Praise let praise establish the rule of God in that situation. S, 
Hi, sorry. I see the time is dwindling away. I invite the Spirit's fullness. Thank you for correcting me. Invite the Spirit's fullness. Every day, do this. Somehow, some way, in your own words and in your own way, present your body a living sacrifice. Take a moment or two. Raise your hands. Just lift up your hands to the Lord. Loving Him, surrendering to Him, receiving from Him, whatever, wherever you're at at that time. Audibly express. Open up your mouth. Say, I'm not good at that. I, I'm not good at speaking out. You'll get good at it as you do it. You'll get better. Amen. Ask your husband or your wife. You'll get better at it. And then I invite the Holy Spirit's fullness. Paul said in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 18 through 20, Do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you see that giving thanks to God is on the heels of that fullness of the Holy Spirit? And so when you invite the Holy Spirit to come into your heart, and we need the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Can I tell you that? We're, we're not, we're not going to make it without the fullness of the Holy Spirit in our life. We need to be filled and keep on being filled with the Holy Spirit. And so every day invite the Holy Spirit to come and to fill you up as a vessel of God. And let Him begin to lead you and guide you into praise and into prayer. You know He is our helper. He is our helper. Jesus said, I'm going to send you a, a helper to come alongside you. So don't try to live life on your own strength and in your own way. Invite my spirit to come and he'll guide you into all truth and he'll, he'll help you to know how to praise the Lord and he'll help you. Invite him to come and he'll fill you up. And what he'll do when the Holy Spirit comes in you, he begins to open up your spirit and you'll begin to thank God for everything. That's what it said right there. Did it not say that? Giving thanks always for, everybody say for, all things. I do not like that that phrase is in there. I do not want to thank God for all things. Am I alone? Does anybody else feel that same way? Why are you people looking at me like that? Now there's another verse of scripture in the Bible that says, in everything give thanks. I like that one. That one says, no matter what's going on, just thank the Lord, it'll be okay. That makes me feel better. This one says, for all things. That's weird. Come on. I can't do that without the Spirit's help. <laughs> I need the Holy Spirit to say, go ahead, give thanks. I know you don't like it, but give thanks. Because I'm God. I'm working. I'm good. Amen. Praise God. Are we getting anywhere with this today? Which leads us then to the S. 
sing your own song of praise. Sing a song of praise. You mean all by myself without the worship band? Yes. Yes. Do like you do in the shower. <laughs> Trying to pull off your, who's the latest? Billy Elish? Elish? Who is that? Anyway. Sing a song of praise. What did Paul say in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 19? He said, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. You sing and you make melody in your heart to the Lord. Sing. The Bible said sing a new song. People say, I, man, you guys, every time you turn around, you're singing a new song. Well, it's in the Bible. It told us to. I want to sing those old hymns. No, the Bible never said sing an, sing an old hymn. It said sing a new song unto the Lord. That's why we keep having new song. No, I like old hymns too. And old hers. No. Um, okay, I won't say that in the second service. Sing a new song. Paul said, sing with your spirit. He said, I will sing with my understanding. I will sing songs that I know. I will sing scripture that I can read. But he said, I will also sing with my spirit. I, in other words, he's saying, I'm going to sing with the spiritual language that the Lord has given to me. And you can just break out in your spiritual language and begin to sing in other tongues to the Lord. As well as with your understanding. And if you don't have a spiritual language, we can pray for you. We can take care of that today. Amen. Don't get nervous. Amen. But, but we, can, we can sing our own song. We can sing a song that we know. But sing right there in the privacy of your own place. Just begin to develop this as a part of your, you know, just sing to the Lord. Just sing to Him. It doesn't have to be extravagant and you say, I can't hold a tune in a bucket. Don't worry, God doesn't mind. He doesn't mind. We might mind, but he doesn't mind. Because he's the one who told us, sing. Sing to the Lord. And then, E. I think we're done here, right? I didn't skip one. E, execute your role as a praise warrior. So every day, Present yourself to God. Raise your hands to the Lord. Audibly express gratitude and thanks and honor to God. Even with shouting in some instances. And invite the Holy Spirit to come into your life today. And trust me, He'll, bring, he'll, he'll come with fullness and grace. And the thanksgiving will rise up in your spirit. And sing. Sing a song. Sing a song. Sing out loud. Sing it strong. Amen. Just, there it is. E, execute your role as a praise warrior. What do I mean by that? Well, let's look at Psalms 149, verses 5 through 9. Julie, could you come? Psalms 149. Ready? 
Let the saints be joyful in glory, and let them sing aloud on their beds. You know, if you have a hard time going to sleep, just start praising the Lord. If you can't sleep, instead of getting up and watching Netflix, just praise the Lord on your beds. Wake them up. Say, hey, I'm sorry. If I'm awake, you're awake. Let's praise the Lord. Let the high praises, everybody say high praises. Let the high praises of God be in your mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance on the nations and punishments on the peoples to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron to execute on them the written judgment. This is your honor, saints. When you praise the Lord, you are doing spiritual warfare. And we don't fight against flesh and blood, and we're not at war with America, and we're not at war with China, and we're not at war with Russia. We're, there are principalities and powers in unseen realms that are governing the life that we live the world around us. And what this word tells us is as we praise the Lord with our mouth, it's like we got this sword in our hand. And we're doing business. This is why even in the privacy of your little world there where you're alone with God, you think this is nothing. It's just personal. This is just private. You don't have any way of knowing other than what God has revealed in his word that things are happening and you're executing vengeance. You're doing business, breaking powers and strongholds. So realize this, that every time you praise the Lord, every time you praise the Lord, heads are rolling somewhere. Come on. Things are being done. See yourself as a praise warrior. Not just a worshiper and praiser, but a praise warrior. See yourself giving honor to God with a double-edged sword in your hand. You're taking care of business. You're making some noise. Amen. Can we stand together right now? Julie, in a moment, is going to lead us in a song. I don't even remember what it was, but she'll start singing, and we'll start singing with her. How many of you want to just praise God right now? Let's just, let's just make some noise. Come on, Lord, we love you. We worship you. We honor you. You are worthy of praise, oh God. You are worthy of praise. Lord, I pray that we would become a praising generation, a generation that proclaims the praises of our God, who called us out of darkness, into his marvelous light. Come on, Julie, just lead us how you want to lead us. Come on, church. Oh, my soul, sing like the heavens are waiting. Roar like an army of angels, sing his praise again. Oh, my soul, 
Sing to the Sing to the Lord of creation. Sing his praise again. Oh, my soul, sing like the heavens are waiting. Hallelujah. Come on, let's lift up a praise, an audible praise. Bless your name, Lord. Bless your name, Lord. Yeah. Sing his praise again. Oh, sing his praise. Come on, let's sing that over. Oh, sing his praise again. Oh, sing his praise again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Praise God. Amen. Could I have, uh, could I have pr the prayer uh, people, if they would come up, uh, we're going to give an opportunity to pray for any one of you here today, whatever your need is. As we dismiss here in a moment, you are welcome to come up here, and these good folks will pray with you about anything. And I meant it earlier today when I said, if you have yet to receive your spiritual language, these, we will pray for you, pray that God will let there come a release of a, of a new language, a spiritual language in your heart, and so we encourage you to come and be prayed for, whatever your need is, uh, after I'm done praying, I'll dismiss you, and if you need prayer, you can come this way, so Lord, thank you for being with us today, we love your presence, you are so, so good, I pray, Lord, that we will go out into our world proclaiming the praises of him, of you who called us out of darkness into your marvelous light. Lord, I pray that we will shift the atmosphere in our workplace, in our home, in our neighborhood, in our businesses. God, as a people that have praise in their heart and praise on their lips. God, we love you. We honor you. You're so good. You're so, so good. In Jesus' name. And everybody says amen.